Hi, I'm Reverend Norm Bouchard, Senior Minister of Center for Spiritual Living here in Colorado Springs. Welcome to our service. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We're excited to share with you today's service and we invite you to let others know about our service as well and the inspiration that it brings in your life. You are joining with hundreds of other people from all around the world who gather virtually to be a part of our community. So I invite you to sit back, open up your heart, and enjoy our service. I'll be back with you at the end of our service to share with you other ways to uplift and create the best life yet. Enjoy our service. Good morning, everybody. This month, we are focusing on opportunities that abound, things that come to us that give us tremendous opportunity to expand and to really grow. And so this morning, I thought it might be good for us to focus on future opportunities, things that allow us to really soar and move into a greater dimension than where we presently are. And so to have that kind of capacity requires you and I to really think differently. What a concept to think differently, to think differently. I had an opportunity uh, last weekend, um, Scott and I went and visited uh, Scott's brother and sister-in-law. We were in Phoenix, Arizona, which was lovely. And uh, we also had the opportunity to see the Grand Canyon. How many people have ever seen the Grand Canyon? Wow, good for you. It was on my bucket list, I had never seen it. But I began to look at the immensity of it and the awness of it when I stood before it and I realized that my part in creation is quite small, but powerful. And your part in creation is small, but powerful. When we take advantage of the opportunities that the universe presents to you and I. And every single aspect of life offers you and I an opportunity to either stay where we are in our comfort zone or to expand and to really grow. Opportunities don't happen, we actually create them. We create them by the way we think and by the way we open our hearts to possibility. So there's a real misnomer that all of a sudden some people get opportunities and others do not. That would not be the case. No matter where you are in your journey, no matter what is happening in your journey, opportunity get, get created created by what you and I think, what we feel, and that the universe hears that opportunity and opens up immense amount of opportunity for you and I to really grow. Read this with me. Your future opportunity is being created by what you do or don't do now. So every single thing that we do or don't do at this moment provides the opportunity of the future. So we keep creating the future by the choices that you and I make right now. The thoughts that we think right now. The things we won't let go of right now. The things we won't forgive right now. All of those things unleash a power in the future by what you and I think and what we do and don't do. So nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity. Nothing. I sort of learned that in, when I was in corporate America and I had sales opportunity, that if I didn't ask, I didn't get. It was that sort of a piece that began to happen. And I realized it over and over and over again. I was sitting one time with the president of a very large financial company. 
and I was trying to sell him the education that we used to provide called Certified Senior Advisor. So we tried to you know, educate people on the aging process. And so we, we got to the end of our conversation and we talked about his mom and we talked about people who are aging in the process and how being ignorant of the advantages of what happens in the aging process can cause a lot of damage to folks. And we really see that in our aging population. We see oftentimes that if you don't have a spokesperson when you go to the doctor, things get lost, things don't get done. Um, I've seen that in my own journey with cancer, um, that I have to be my own spokesperson. That Scott being in the room with me also helps because he hears things that I don't hear. But even in the midst of all that, I get lost. I get lost in the system, I get lost in an institution, I get lost in all kinds of opportunities that are there, but because I didn't speak up, because I didn't say something, I get lost in the crowd. Happens every single day to seniors in our population. Because if you don't have a spokesperson, you get lost in Medicare, God help you. You get lost in insurance, I've gotten lost in insurance companies, you know, things that they, they give you or won't give you in the process. And so to be alert and to make sure that you are understanding that at this very moment, what you think and what you do is creating your future. It creates your future in relationships as well by the things you are thinking or not thinking in the moment. Success is where preparation and opportunity meet. That's where it really begins to happen in the process. If somebody offers you an amazing opportunity, but you're not sure that you can do it, say yes and then learn on the way. It really is, really is. So <clears throat> we've had an opportunity recently as a center, um, recently in God's space time. So uh, five years ago, we were offered an opportunity to put a Verizon tower on our roof. It's taken five years to get it there. They completed it this week. Finally, finally. <clears throat> now, why that is so important is that it's passive income. So they rent our space. They have to pay us to be there in the process. And the other piece is now we have really good phone coverage. It's just an amazing piece how all of those things sort of work. But I remember when the opportunity was presented to us we, we looked at all the different variables of the piece and before we made, made the opportunity to say yes. But if we didn't say yes, we wouldn't have the passive income. If we don't say yes to the opportunities that are presented before us, then we cannot grow. We cannot grow as a community when we don't say yes to being open to what the spiritual community of the 21st century is going to look like. And it's not going to look like what it looks like now. I had the opportunity in, when I was in Phoenix to talk with a, a minister, a friend of mine there, and um, he and I were talking about brick-and-mortar church is interesting because all across the world, church attendance is going down in brick-and-mortar. What I want us to know is that is possibly true, but what's really soaring is online. So, our, so I want you to say hello to our congregation that's online this morning. So everybody say hello, because they're part of our congregation. And uh, we average 250 to 300 people every single week that are part of our virtual congregation. But if we don't pay attention to that opportunity, then we buy into old concepts. 
We buy into thinking that church can only be one way or their spiritual community can only express itself in one way. And yet opportunity is being presented to you and I to really shift and change what we think our concept of a spiritual community is. So I want to focus on three aspects of how we can create future opportunities. The first one is that when we get a challenge, the challenge creates opportunity. Because it just means it's the universe's way of saying, not here, over here. Now notice what I did with my hands. Not here, over here. So when a challenge is presented to us, <clears throat> we can step into a universal, much larger concept and allow it to unfold, or we can stay stuck where we are. So we're going to look at that whole little concept. And, and oftentimes we think of winning or losing. We think if, if it has to be this, we're going to lose. If it's going to be this, we're going to win. So I'm going to challenge our concept, first of all, of what success is and what our concept is about winning and how we can create opportunities in our own life and also for our spiritual community. Secondly, winning doesn't always mean success. In fact, our definition of success and opportunity really has to shift and change in the process. Not only when we run into a problem do we get an opportunity to either get stuck in the problem or shift it, but we also have to understand that our concept of winning has to shift. Because when someone wins, somebody... Yeah. And in the universe, God's spirit knows nothing of a winner and a loser. God only knows of one energy that is dispersed and created powerfully throughout the universe. There is no winner or loser. And so changing our concept of what success means on this planet is going to be very important for us in order to succeed. So we're going to see a powerful example of that this morning. And last but not least, we need to create a future that really works. We need to create a future to hand over to our youth that doesn't involve fear and limitation. That we create a container for our youth to be able to step in and expand and grow in a powerful way. So, challenges. Once upon a time, an atheist was walking through the woods and thinking to himself, what magnificent trees, what powerful rivers, what beautiful animals, he said to himself. And then suddenly he heard a rustling in the bushes behind him, and he turned to look, and he saw a seven-foot grizzly bear charging toward him. The atheist ran as fast as he could along the path, but he looked over his shoulders and saw that the bear was closing in on him, and so he continued to run even further and faster. He looked over his shoulder again, and this time the bear was even closer than before. And then all of a sudden, he tripped and he fell. Rolling over to pick himself up, he found the bear was right on top of him, reaching toward him with its left paw and raising its right paw and about to strike. At that instant, the atheist cried out, Oh my God! Time stopped. <clears throat> the bear froze. The forest went silent. A bright light shone from the top of the sky upon the man. And a voice came out of the sky and said, You denied my existence for all these years. 
You even teach others that I don't exist. And you even credit creation to a cosmic accident. Do you expect me at this moment to help you out of this predicament? Am I to count you as one of my believers now? <laughs> the atheist looked directly into the light and said, it would be a hypocrite of me to suddenly ask you to treat me as one of your followers now. But perhaps you could make the bear a Christian. <laughs> there was a pause. And then the voice said, very well. The lights went out. The sound of the forest resumed. The bear then suddenly dropped his right arm and brought both paws together and bowed his head and spoke, Lord, Bless this food for which I am about to receive. Amen. In the midst of challenge, there are opportunities for everyone. And what seems like one being a winner or one being a loser Nothing could be further from the truth. Challenges are very interesting things. Challenges in relationships hit us to our core. Challenges in our employment oftentimes feel, make us feel less than and powerless. Challenges that go on in our world seem overwhelming and oftentimes I don't know what you feel like, but I feel like I can't make a difference. What would my voice do? And in the midst of challenges, it is the universe's way of offering us an opportunity. Because when we see a challenge and we focus there, we see fear and limitation. But when we look at a challenge as an opportunity, the heavens open, the light comes down, and the bear gets to eat. You and I are the bear. You and I are the bear in this story. Chasing after things instead of allowing opportunities to come to us. We don't need to chase after life. Life is merely a reflection of what we think and believe. And so when we see challenge... It is an opportunity for you and I to either expand and move toward opportunity or shrink and become fearful. This morning, I'm asking you to look in your life as I have looked in mine to see where it is that we have bought into challenge instead of opportunity, where we have limited the field of possibility in our lives. Albert Einstein, the genius, was once quoted saying, in the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. Every health challenge offers opportunity. Every broken relationship offers us opportunity to either fix and expand or fix and leave. Think of failure as a new opportunity to try harder. 
to look in a different spot. A friend of mine got fired this week. She called me up and was very upset. She said, it was my dream job. And I said, it was not your dream job. If it was your dream job, you would still have it. And she went on bemoaning all this whole piece. And I said, listen, first thing I want to say to you is congratulations. When things fall apart, it leaves an open opportunity for something to step in that is even greater and better. But it will only be greater and better if we think it is. If we open up our mind, if we stop telling the story and we start expanding that which we believe in. Our founder in our textbook wrote about this, and I think it's just really powerful. He said, during the process of self-discovery, man brings upon himself, through the operation of the law of mind, the experience he images in his thought. We have, on the one hand, the evolution of the individual life under the guidance of divine providence, which leads to harmony. In contrast, there is a freedom to live under the false guidance in a sense of being separated from good, which leads to disaster and chaos. Even in the midst of disaster and chaos lies the opportunity to change one's thought, thus changing and recreating a new life. In the Hebrew scriptures, there's a wonderful piece where the prophet says, through the voice of God, I set before you life and death. Choose life that you may be free. In every opportunity, our founder is saying that our thought either allows us the freedom of harmony or under a false sense of who we think we are, which is less than fearful, buying into story, that we create disaster and chaos. The disaster and chaos that is going on in our world oftentimes is due to our collective thought, thinking we are helpless, thinking we can't make a difference, and nothing could be further from the truth. It's nothing but energy. That's all thought is. And energy has no choice but to manifest itself according to how we push it, create it, and think about it. Smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. And neither do the challenges in our life. What makes us powerful is that which seems broken, challenging, and underneath it lies an opportunity. I remember my last priesthood assignment in Montrose, Colorado, and I was terribly unhappy, and yet I was terribly good at it. Not about being unhappy, but terribly good at being a priest. <laughs> and I remember sitting there thinking to myself, I have spent 20 years of my life training to become this thing called a Catholic priest. And I thought to myself, my God, I am in my late 30s, early 40s. What could I possibly do now? The courage that it took with all the challenges that were going on in my life at that time to be able to say there's got to be something more than this. 
And I'm saying to you, whatever's going on in your life, there's something more than that. And the courage to step forward and do it opened a whole world of opportunity for me that I never thought was possible. I stand before you today with all of that experience. And I'm not alone. You too have an opportunity in amidst your challenges <clears throat> to step forward and be powerful. Because behind every successful man, there's a lot of unsuccessful years. When you miss an opportunity, another better one is waiting for you to explore. If you're willing, open, and able. Secondly, I really think we've got it screwed up in the world about winners and losers. It's a cultural phenomenon that I keep watching. And we start with little kids in soccer teams and we watch parents misbehave like I have never seen anything in my life. Because they gotta win. That's not what winning is on this planet. I don't know how long it's gonna take us to understand that. But that's not where success lies. Success does not lie in one having to be a loser in order for us to be a winner. It's not where it is. Or the us and them thing. You know, there's us, and then there's them. You know what I'm talking about. Don't pretend like you don't know. I want to introduce you to this powerful coach that had a very powerful lesson to learn about winning and losing. Legendary gymnastics coach Valerie Condos Field built UCLA into a collegiate powerhouse <clears throat> before retiring last year. Over 29 years as head coach, Condos uh, Condos Field led UCLA to seven NCAA championships and 22 regional championships, and she was named National Coach of the Year four times. We're highlighting Condos Field's leadership style as part of our partnership with TED in our series, Ideas That Matter. Condos Field shares how her athletes are champions in and out of the gym in her TED Talk, Why Winning Doesn't Always Equal Success. I realized that I needed to fortify our student athletes as whole human beings, not just athletes who won. So success for me shifted from only focusing on winning to developing my coaching philosophy, which is developing champions in life through sport. Ms. Val, as she's affectionately known by her gymnast, joins us now. Good morning, Good morning. Coach. Good morning, Ms. Val. Good I like, morning. I like that nickname for I, you. I absolutely love this speech. It's, Me it's too. It's terrific and so important because, as you point out, so many people do well in life, they have success, but they're damaged along the way. Mm -hmm. So what's the different approach to make sure that, that success is still possible, but you don't leave all that wreckage behind? Absolutely. I absolutely believe and hopefully have proven, at least in the later years of my coaching career, you don't have to be a bully to win. You don't have to demean people to win. You can build them up, and it, it's not about being a powder puff. You know, this, this term, tough love, mm -hmm. yeah. let's define what that tough is. And the tough is accountability. The tough is being able to be, as I say in my TED Talk, respectfully honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that phrase. Listen, I, I second Tony's emotion. Your TED Talk, 15 seconds and 49, uh, 15 minutes and 49 seconds was fantastic. But I love that you, you seem to have to have a come to Jesus me, me, meaning, meaning, meeting with your own teammates because 
You were kind of a bully, wouldn't you say? I, I didn't know what else to do. I grew up what, in was the world of what was your style? What was your style? Interesting. I grew up in the world of ballet. I, didn't, I knew nothing about gymnastics. And so as what I would say, you say to, to the... To I would, I literally would go, okay, showtime. I can act. I grew up on stage. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, go hard or go home. And winners make adjustments. Losers make excuses. I learned that one. So what did, so what did, so what did, what did your team say to you? They yeah. confronted you. Oh, yeah. They asked for a team meeting, which I loved. Yeah, great. And I thought, yay, yeah. for two hours. They would say, Miss Val, remember the other day when you said this to me, when you were making fun of my hairstyle, where you were asking me to go? I would say, I, I mean, I'm so ashamed of this. I would just say, you know, why don't you go looking like a 3D mirror in the, like in the, not 3D, but. Yeah. Yeah, in the, in the fun house. Yeah. yeah, or in the... in the um, Dressing room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, instead of just saying, you got to get in shape or lose weight. Mm -hmm. And it was, in my head, I thought I was funny. Yeah. Mm. And as they said, you know what, Miss Val, if we all showed up every day in a great place yeah. without the stresses of life, yeah. it would be one thing. Yeah. But you never know what someone else is going through. They said they wanted to be coached up and not torn down, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. So how did you feel, Val, after they said that to you? How did you feel? Mortified. Yeah. I was embarrassed. What did you do? You're hired to win. Your expectation is you've got to win for the universe. You've got to win. I didn't know yeah. how to win. Well, how else am I supposed to win? So yeah. what did you Thank do? God what did you I do? happened upon Coach Wooden's definition of success. Uh -huh. And he is hailed as the greatest coach that ever lived. And his definition of success is simply success is peace of mind in knowing you've done your best. He never mentions winning. Isn't he never mentioned winning. He doesn't mention winning in his books, in his definition of success. You ask any athlete he ever coached, he never mentioned winning. Well, we all fell in love with Caitlin. How do you say her last Ohashi. name? Ohashi. Ohashi, because she seemed to have such joy in her routines. You were her coach. <clears throat> what role did you play in her life? <laughs> Because she taught That's you a lesson a too. Book. She taught you a lesson too. What was what was my lesson? I mean, she's well, taught me many. Well, she no, but when she said, "Listen, I, everything you tell me oh, to do," right. that's what I mean. Right. No, she she was raised in a very elite, high-pressured, bullish environment. But she Winning said to your face, "Everything yeah. you tell me to do, I do the opposite." She did. Her freshman year, um, she was a little rebel, and she she literally said, "A, I don't want to be great again." I don't want to be great again. And then she just looked me, and, and it wasn't, she wasn't being snarky. It was kind of like she was giving me some inside information. Miss Val, I want you to know everything you tell me to do, I do the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, wow. I'm not going to be able to dictate to her to change. I can't dictate to earn her trust. I can't say, you have to trust me. No. I have what to earn What can parents that. take from you, Val? What, what? What can parents take oh. from you? It's time that we really look at the statistics of our youth, and there are more reports of depression and anxiety, stress, and sadly, suicide yeah. than ever before. Yeah. And if your mom and dad sitting in the car, don't say, did you win today? Right. Say, did you have fun today? Right. Did you help Focus your on the process and the experience. And enjoy your child as a unique, whole human being, mm -hmm. not a version of, a mini, mini version of you, yeah. and also not someone for your bragging rights, yeah. for yeah. your ego. Yeah, mm -hmm. very, very good advice. Yeah, people should look at your TED talk. Thank yes. you. It's worth. It's, it's worth terrific. It. It's really good. Every one of those. Good Thank you, Way beyond sports. Thank you. Thank you very much. There's a couple key points in that talk that I think are important for us to really grasp onto when we're looking at what we dictate as success 
um, and the opportunities that we can give other people when we shift our concept of what success and winning really means, both for ourselves individually and on the planet. One of the pieces is we must learn to build people up, not tear them down. No one ever becomes successful by being torn down. No one. We're in the season of nonviolence right now. It's the experience of starts in January and goes all the way to the end of this month. And Reverend Millie and also one of our other ministers um, who is going to be coming for is going to talk about these concepts, particularly of how we tear people down, thinking that that's really what's going to shift and change them. So I think what's important for us to understand is when we, we have the opportunity every single day either to tear someone down or build them up. The encounters that we experience in life either allows us to build someone up simply by opening a door or simply by being nice or simply by being loving in the world that you and I live in is the opportunity that we're talking about. It's those simple things that are going to make the difference. The second piece that I thought was brilliant in what she said is coach up, not torn down that she had to learn in her own coaching ability that she had to coach up, not tear people down. I just watched so many people in that sports realm continually tear people down, and, and it's time to stop. It's not about that. Great athletes who succeed, succeed because of the way they think in their mind and because they've had support along the way. And it's not just in sporting arenas. It's all around the world. No employee ever does well when you tear them down. And if you've ever been torn down in the workplace, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Instead of being built up. I loved her definition of success. Success is peace of mind knowing you have done your best. That is an interesting thing. Because it requires us to show up as our best. Not because we're tired today, but to really show up as our best in everything that you and I do in life. And when we do that, opportunities seem to abound. When we show up less than, then opportunities show up that reflects less than, that looks like they and them, that looks like this opportunity that we don't have a grip on what's going on. And the whole time, it is our thinking because we didn't decide to show up as our best today. We didn't decide to step into who we really are. The secret of success is to be ready when the opportunity comes. It's to learn to say yes in life, even when you don't know how. Our founder puts it this way. If any thought which tells us that we do not know or tells us we cannot accomplish we must silence this negative argument by using one which is directly opposite to it. We must again reassure our consciousness that there is but one presence, one law, and one power. This presence, law, and power is ours in its entirety. We must silence it. You must tell your inner committee in your stupid mind to shut up. That's what he's saying to us. He uses very interesting language to do that. But 
simply put, you must tell it to shut up. You must remember that you are part of this one power in life, this one immensity of the universe that lies before us, within us, and all around us, and you and I have an opportunity to use it. So silence it. Silence the negativity and stop it. Stop the drama, too, all the drama that goes on in our minds. Silence it and step into the power of who you really are. Use the power of the universe to do it. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Walt Disney said that. Our third area. We are in this amazing building because we have the audacity to do the good to great work. The big, hairy, audacious goal that we say every single Sunday, we just get used to it. And there's nothing to get used to there because it presents a challenge to you and I that is huge. And our good to great has a 30-year life shelf, which means it's got to be so immense that it's going to take about 30 years to even get close to what it is that we want to be as a spiritual community. Right now, we have an opportunity to create and move to our next step. And it involves our youth. It involves creating a space downstairs that probably a lot of you have not seen since we've opened. That space needs help. We need to create a container for our youth. So one of our three to five year goals, so we have, so let me tell you how this works. So we have good to great, which is a 30 year thing. And then we know what we're, we're passionate about, we know what we're best at, and we know what our resource engine is. And then what we do is the leadership council and myself take the visioning that happened from this community and we set three to five year goals to help move the community toward that direction. So one of our three to five year goals is that we attract and develop congregants who are invested in the community resulting in increased income as well as a vibrant youth and family ministry. It is time to invest in our youth ministry. So I thought it might be good for us to hear today what goes on downstairs and how it's affecting lives and how it's transforming it. So I've invited a couple of our youth to come forward and talk a little with us this morning. So if you guys would just come forward. Why don't you give them a warm welcome? They're courageous. I take that. First, introduce yourself. Hi. Oh. Hi, I'm Aolani. I'm Trinity. Hi. These are two of our, our youth from our high school program. So I have a couple questions that I'd like you to just share from your heart, whatever comes up in your heart. Why are these principles here at our center that we teach so important to you? Um, well, I think that um, it certainly makes a difference in our, in our lives. So just change our perspective on like um, how we reflect on ourselves and what is happening so we can basically focus on what needs to change and how to change it. Awesome. Um, to me personally, um, 
The things that go on in this church that they do change your perspective. Um, youth these days have a lot of self-hatred. I mean, it's kind of a society thing. A lot of people have self-hatred. And with the program that happens, it opens up your mind and it like shows you that you can embrace who you are and embrace everyone around you and learn to love yourself rather than hate. That's critical what they just said. <laughs> critical what they just said. So both of you have been to camp, yes. um, and camp is a very powerful thing. How has it changed you personally? Okay, so um, I went to my first camp last year. Can you turn the mic up so we can hear a little bit more? I, um, okay. There we go. I, turned, uh, I went to camp for the first time last year for winter camp, and I was very shy. Um, I kind of just stuck with her the whole time. It was like glue, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same with this last camp. Um, but I was just, it was a really shy experience for me because I didn't know how to talk to other people, and I didn't know how to open up my mind to what if this person doesn't like my likes, and I can't learn to like theirs, you know, type of thing. And it just really, after I started talking to people and getting to know them and becoming friends with them and building friendship it helped me open my mind up and like learn to make friends and socialize rather than push myself away awesome awesome i've been going to camp since my eighth grade year and so i've been to three winter camps and one summer camp so it's changed my life through a couple, multiple different ways, and one of them was self-love. Um, I didn't know or have a relationship with myself, and so it really taught me to embrace, like oh, what she said, embrace myself, but embrace others in a completely different way that I haven't even like thought before. And so it basically made me closer to the ones that I've, I'm closest to and the ones that are around me. Awesome. So, that's awesome. So, when you're downstairs on a Sunday morning and you're learning these concepts, how does it change what you do the rest of the week? It makes me like look forward to like how I can m make my week better than last week's like just get me through another week and um, set a goal for myself Very to good. like beat the, that small goal to get to my bigger goals. Awesome. I'd have to, so, I'd have to say that mine's a lot like Trin's. Um, Barry's always there to talk to and he always checks in with you. How was your week? How are you? You know, type of thing. And when that's happening and when he adds on to how your week's been into our lesson that we're learning, um, it really helps you think about how you're going to, let's say someone's being rude to you at school or something. It helps you put a different mindset on that. Like, okay, you're being rude to me, then I'm going to send you love and I'm going to go mm -hmm. my way. Then, mm -hmm. Rather than I'm going to push back on that fire and make the flame bigger. Awesome. That's amazing. So, 
those of us here have an opportunity to give you a future. What do you need from us? When you look at your future and you look at the world that we're handing over to you, what is it you need from us? I just need um, support. I want to know that I can come to this place and have support from everyone, which I know I already do. Um, but that's for me to be able to per persevere and go on, I love to have the thought of I can go to this sacred place and I can feel the love when I walk in the door. Mm -hmm. You have it. Um, I just want to like put more energy towards getting all of the youth to experience camp because camp is like a big huge factor it like changes uh, your life in like in the minimum of like three days to a whole week and it just changes how you view yourself how you view life you get more in touch with spirit and it's just such a blast and um it's changed my life for the better. I, when I first went, I didn't exactly know um, what to expect. And I kind of like denied that. And so when I was made to go, um, I, was <laughs> I was thankful. Um, and I thank my family for making me get out of the house for three days and experience life to, um, for the fullest. So, like, my goal is to work and sell burritos and stuff and just have your guys' support on just getting everyone to camp. And have fun. Yep, and have fun. Awesome. <laughs> well, awesome. I get to speak on behalf of the community because I have the microphone. It's a great thing. So what I want to tell you, first of all, is that we love you and that uh, we surround you with love. And every single week, we talk about you up here. And what I know is that we want to help create a program downstairs that's like camp every week. And we want to create a space where that can happen. So just know that that's what we're up to. And we just want to let you know we love you and we thank you for sharing with us today. Mm -hmm. all right. You should be on your feet. What are you doing sitting there when you have these two powerful youth? I don't think we have a clue. I think they do. And I think that, that you know, I got, when we were at our conference two weeks ago, we got to hear from some of the youth um, from all over our different centers all over the world, and as I listened to them, I wasn't talking like that in high school. I wasn't. And what we teach there is critically important. Because imagine growing up in this teaching. Imagine growing up knowing that you're okay, and that you have a mind, and that you have a power that you can use in the universe. And so it's just time for us to invest. We've gotta invest in our youth, and we've gotta do something. Um, I want you to look at the, the crummy space we have the meet in every week because we have really crummy space down there. Um, we do. We do. It's dark. It's dingy. 
There's no technology there. Poor Don has been working through that space for such a long period of time. And you know, we needed to work on the upper space and we did that, but it's time to work on the downstairs space. It's time for us to really upgrade everything that we're doing down there, you know. And so what we're going to do is we're going to raise $60,000. That's what we're going to do. That's only 60 people giving us $1,000. <laughs> or it's 200, or it's, if you want to, if you want to double that, uh, that's fine with me too. And so we're going to use a portion of that money and we're going to invest downstairs. We're going to clean it up. We're going to put in lighting so that it's bright. And I invite you after the service today, go and walk that space and see what I'm talking about. It needs upgrade. We need flat screen TVs in the classrooms. We need technology so that Don can take the program to the next level and what we need to have. And the rest of that portion we're going to put in the general fund, which will help us do some other changes that we need to do in the space. So for instance, we also need to, we need to upgrade our lighting so that we're not using all the energy in the building, that we're using our technology wisely, um, but we can't do that if we don't have the funds to do that. So I'm gonna invite the ushers to come forward and I'm gonna give you an opportunity. This campaign is only gonna last a month and a half because I believe that we can raise the $60,000. Um, it's called Building Their World and what we're gonna do is build the world of the youth be because they are the future of the Centers for Spiritual Living and we need to invest in them. So ushers, go ahead and pass out the card. You can uh, take a few moments now if you'd like to, but what we're really going to do is, is create a space downstairs where we can attract more youth, where we can create a space where they can have camp every single week. And when Donna and I met recently, we began to talk about what could we do? Because the, the teens come back from camp and they're alive and they're excited and they're, they're really power-filled in what they're really doing. And I said to Don, how can we create camp every single week? How can we create that? And what we both realized is it is possible, but we need to create a space where that is possible. We can't say that we believe in excellence and have a, have a space that's dingy, dirty, smelly, that isn't clean, that is those pieces. So I'm going to invite you to just take those cards and think about that. Think about what it is that we could do to really upgrade that space. Because the upgrade of the space is also allowing for possibility to attract more youth like what you heard this morning. Aren't they powerful, those teens that, that just spoke? Did you not hear their heart? Not hear their heart. We are very different here at Center for Spiritual Living, and that is we don't teach our teens about sin. We don't teach them about fear. We don't teach them about salvation. We don't teach them that they're not good enough and that they need to be humble before the Lord. That's not what we teach. We teach them that they're powerful beyond measure. We teach them that they're an original blessing. We teach them that there is nothing to fear in the world. We teach them to step into the greatness of who they are. We invite them to step in to understand that they are powerful beyond measure. That's what we teach. And we believe that what we teach is the key that's going to transform our world. So I ask you to be generous this morning. Just take a few moments and fill that card out. And if you don't have your check with you, don't worry. We can get it from you later. 
just let us know what it is that you can do. So I invite you to just take a quiet moment to allow that to happen. Just take that space to fill out what it is you can do to help us to create a powerful youth program and to help upgrade their space. I invite you to just put that back in this envelope and the ushers, I invite you to come forward. The ushers will, will collect those envelopes. If you want to take it with you today, go ahead and do that. If you want to think about it a little bit, you can do that. And um, so, but I need to say this because fundraising is an interesting thing. This is above and beyond what you pledge to us. So don't be taking this out of the pledge because we still need to pay for the lights. We need to pay for the water. We need to do our mortgage. So this is above and beyond that. So don't be giving us uh, what you normally do. This is above and beyond that piece as well. So I invite you to just give those over to the ushers or just take it with you. Fill it out later and then send it to us or bring it with you. Uh, she had a really good question. The burritos, uh, the kids, in order to go to camp, sell burritos once a month. The burrito money gives them the money to be able to go to camp. So, what's that? Third Sunday of the month is always burrito Sunday. Yeah. So when you get to eat and have a pleasurable pound added to your thighs, you're also sending, you're also sending kids to camp, which is amazing. And they will tell you, you you. I have never seen a youth go to camp and not come back transformed. I've never seen a kid who has gone down to our downstairs program who has not been changed and touched in some way, shape, or form. That's what's really important about what we're doing at this present moment. Thank you, Kim. So I'm saying this for our youth, and I'm saying it to you and I. You were born with the ability to change someone's life. Don't ever waste the opportunity. Don't ever waste the opportunity to shift and change a life. And it's done through simple acts of kindness. It's done through your generosity. It's done by us believing that the youth are wonderful because they are, despite what the media says. Despite what we say about the younger generation, I have found none of that to be true. I have found that our high school teens and our junior high kids are asking much bigger questions than you and I ever think of asking. And we need to give them the capability to do that. Young people, when informed and empowered, when they realize that what they do truly makes a difference, they can indeed change the world. We need to hand them a world of possibility. And you and I are doing that today. Opportunity. This week, I remind us that when you are having a challenging moment in your life, it is the universe doing this.
We practiced that for hours. <laughs> it is the universe knocking on our door saying, behind the challenge, there is an opportunity. Secondly, winning doesn't mean success. Success is showing up this week with the peace of mind knowing that you did the best you could and that you brought yourself, the best of yourself to the table. And last but not least, you and I have an opportunity to help our youth create a future that works for everybody. Thank you. I invite you to close your eyes and pray with me. There is such a power in the universe and we can use it. It is found in the tiniest whisper of the wind. It's found in the roar of the snow rolling down a hill. It is the powerful presence that we see in a sunset. It is found in the silence of two people sitting together who are in love. That presence we call God. That presence permeates, moves, lives, breathes itself through all of life. And what I know this morning is that I am one with that power. I am one with that divine presence. I know that every person in this space absolutely is the expression of the one presence we call God. Feel it in you. Sense your breath this morning, for it is the very breath of God. So what I claim and know for us this day is that opportunities abound, that we do not pay attention to the conditions of life, but we pay attention to that inner breathing, that inner knowing, that behind every single challenge in our life, the universe is whispering opportunity. So this day we clear our minds, we silence our chatter, we step into the powerfulness of who we are, and we say to the universe, bring it on. Bring on the opportunity. Bring on the prosperity. Bring on the fulfillment of life. That's what I claim and know for us this day. I claim and know for us this day that we have a freedom to change life. I know that when we step into the success of life, with we bring our full self to whatever we do. We release the concept of winning and losing. And we step into the equality and the oneness of power that permeates in every living being on this planet. I know that for our country, I know it for our world. I know there is a healing going on under the epidemic. I know there is an opportunity that is being set before us for wholeness of health. And I say thank you, Spirit, for our youth. Thank you for this space that we now get to upgrade. Thank you, Spirit, that I know that the 60,000 comes easily and effortlessly with no problem at all. I am in such gratitude for this community. I'm in such gratitude for our youth for all those who are working with our youth, for all those that are downstairs, forming and shaping the minds of our children to let them know that they are powerful beyond measure. 
I say thank you, Spirit. I simply release this prayer knowing I have spoken the truth, I have set the container, and I know that the universe rushes in to fulfill our every need and will present to us every opportunity to grow and expand. For all of this, I simply say thank you, Spirit. And with one voice, we sing and affirm together. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has his being. I am the place where God shows up. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has his being. I am the place where God shows up. where God lives, moves and breathes and has its speed. I am the place where God shows up. I am the place. I am the place where And so it is. This is the time where we get to circulate our good and our generosity, and I invite our online congregation to join us in circulation as well. So I invite you to take your tithe, your gift, your hand, place it over your heart, and let us pray our affirmation together. I joyfully celebrate the flow of God through me. I am grateful for receiving and giving to my spiritual community. I give thanks, always knowing God is my source. And so it is. I hope you enjoyed our service and the message today. Thank you for attending today. We here at Center for Spiritual Living have a big, hairy, audacious goal, and it's to bring inspiration and positivity and to be the change we want to see in the world. But we need your help. By clicking on the donate button, your donation today will help empower us to take these powerful principles that have changed so many lives out into the world. Imagine living your best life without guilt or fear or hell or damnation. What if you knew that you are perfect just the way you are. You are filled with such goodness. What we know is that you have a spirit in you expressing itself uniquely as you. That's a message that our world so needs to hear at this time. I thank you for your donation. I also encourage you to check out some of our life courses here on the website. These incredible courses will give you the tools that you need to transform and continue to grow spiritually. You can do these courses at your own pace, and you'll be joining with hundreds of others 
who have said yes to expanding their lives. Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to your next visit with us.